2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Club QA here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Um, I am your host, Scott Carney, and before I introduce the guys, I think it's just important for us to address the kind of main issue that's kind of happened over the weekend. Um, we don't want this podcast to become all about the daily record, to be completely honest. So, um, what I will say is that we are fully behind heart and hand, and um, we back heart and hand and I've been in contact with David Edgar he knows well we stand with it he knows if he needs anything at all that um, we fully fully support him as I say we don't want to spend too much time on it if any um, because they really don't deserve their time as I say we're all fighting for the same thing we're all fighting to be be treated with the same set of rules that others um, want to set themselves so we are fully behind heart and hand and that's Probably hopefully the last time we'll really have to speak about it tonight. But anyway, I'm joined by a very, very, very full house tonight. First off, Ali Pearson. How's it going, mate?
3: Not too bad. That's the first time we've had five people on this podcast, I think. So Yeah. Ah, I'll probably get
2: I'll probably get lost at one point and forget who I'm speaking to. So I'll be a laugh for everybody. <laughs> <it. laughs> Scott Gammo, how's it going, mate?
0: Yeah evening guys looking forward to this one tonight. I know we've done a QA previously but but never live before so this could be, could be even
1: worse than our last live <laughs> thing we done.
0: Yes, it probably could be, mate. Uh,
2: Jamie Lowe, how's it going, mate?
1: I am good. How are you doing?
2: I'm good, mate. I am good. Uh, I've just finished up the old job, mate. Got a week off before starting the new job, so this is a a good week for me. And the second he liked it so much. The first time he's decided to come on again. Ryan, how's it going, man?
4: Absolutely brilliant, guys. Nice to see you. However, I did think was going to be Jamie's
2: replacement, so I'm slightly disappointed to see Jamie's here as well. Jamie's managed to get his Wi-Fi working tonight, man. so he's managed to get himself logged on, which is brilliant. Uh, So yes, we are here to um, fill the rangerless void that seeps in over International Week for the most of us, not everyone. And we are uh, going to answer some questions that have been sent in. Also, people that are watching along live, um, please post your comments on YouTube, I think. I don't know if you can do it through Facebook eh, or not. I think you have to sign into StreamYard or something. I'm not 100% sure. The easiest way to do it is just to head over to um, YouTube, find us on there, and you'll be able to, to ask us a question. And, yeah, as you say, we're just going to kind of have a, a relaxed talk, lads, about our about our team. So the first one um, was actually sent to through Instagram and it was from the page Rangers Purpose and it's favourite current player and favourite player of all time. Ali, you can go first, mate.
3: Uh, favourite current player at the moment. I go Joe Aribo. Just because I just think Joe Aribo's got everything in his locker, to be honest. Sometimes sometimes he doesn't show what he's got. Sometimes a couple of Celtic games he's played in first half. I thought against Celtic and Sunday didn't hide or whatever, but didn't show what he was about until the second half. But you could say that about a lot of players. But I I would say Joe Rebo for me. And um, all-time favourite player. I mean, I'm 36, so I, my hero when I grew up and I had in the back of my top was uh, Ali McCoyst. Um, obviously, my name's Alistair as well. So, But um, I, Ali, Ali McCoyst for me, that's my all-time uh, favourite player.
2: You weren't actually named after Ali McCoys, but as much and no matter how much you would like to believe you were, you weren't actually named after Ali McCoys.
3: Is that right? I don't know. I could claim it. My dad. <laughs> my, well, to be fair, my dad met him in the airport, and his uh, the way he spelled Alistair's. It's he, he's spilt with a T, which is English way. and I'm spelt with a D, which is the Scottish way. So my dad slagged him in the airport and went, you, you're, uh, "Your your name spelt the wrong way." So uh, <laughs> I know Ali, Ali McCoys for me. Um, I, I just thought he was brilliant, the amount of goals he scored for Rangers, and as <laughs> kind of missed the Rangers, to be honest, and I, I know his managerial stint with his, wasn't he great, but there were circumstances behind that, which no Rangers manager ever had to do, so I always remember him as the player, McCoyston, yeah, fantastic player, for, for a lot of younger guys, I've never seen him, he'd go on YouTube and have a look at some of his goals, fantastic goals.
2: I don't think there's many people that have not seen a goal compilation of Ali McCoy's mate I mean live
3: in it I mean live in it
2: yeah but yeah I mean how can you really argue against Super Ali to be honest mate I think uh, he was uh, definitely an icon of mine however not my um, not my favourite player of all time but I'll go last Scotia you want to take this one away? a defender at heart. At one, by the way. So there's there's a clue in there's that. Clue. A defender at heart. Yeah, yes.
0: Clue in that one, yeah. Although the the current one might surprise you. I think there's an obvious one there that I'm not going to pick, but because I think you'll pick him. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to go for at the moment. I'm going to go for uh, Haji. I, I just think Haji's got a lot about him. Um, I think he's going to be a cracking player. I keep on saying uh, this season that I think this is going to be his season that he'll really shine. And I just I love everything about him. The only thing missing is a wee bit of pace, but apart from that, I think he's got like the drive and determination, the the technical capability, and yeah, I just love when he's playing. And I've seen he get a a wee assist for Romania at the weekend there as well. So that's where I'm going to go from a current player. And then yeah, I mean Ali McCoy's um very very close to the top of my all time favourites. Very very close. He's my I'm a co-film star with him as well. So oh God. No, go. Oh here we go. Yeah. But um no, my all-time favourite player is um Richard Goff. Um, because he he's just he's was my captain, sort of grown up, um, and love everything about him. So yeah, go for Goff-o- Goffy. It's That's my all time. That's fair enough, mate. Um,
2: I knew that already. I, I forgot about you. I didn't even think about you saying I was not short of glory as a ball boy. You. <laughs> <laughs> your claim to fame, man. To be honest, uh, Jamie, who's your favourite current player? I know that already. And who's your um, your favourite of all time?
1: The, fa- the favourite current is is you could probably depends how you you look at that as in. I love I love Alfie. I love Morelos. Um, obviously called uh, my dog after Marialos. Uh, but I want to say Steve Davis. I want to say that my favourite my favourite player is Steve Davis. Uh, now stick with Alfie. Alfie or <laughs> Um, we need to go with him. I know he's he's our he's a talisman. He's our goal scorer. Um. And I just, I just love when, um, yeah, you, you can see he gets it. He completely gets our, our club. He loves the club. He loves the city. Um, and I hope, we, I hope we hold on to him, to him for a long, long time. Um, yeah. Yeah, go Alfie. Um Favourite player of all time is, without doubt, Brian Loudrup. Um, We're this top I'm wearing just now a brief stint um, just I've never as we're speaking about growing up um, from a young age just seeing seeing him in the flesh and, and seeing what he could do uh, on the ball um, was just incredible um, I know Ryan you touched on uh, last week about the way you sort of left and um, you've actually got your shirt behind you as well don't you
4: mm-hmm.
1: I do yeah um, and we're looking forward to his uh, speakers night next month as well which will be incredible um, but I, Brian, Brian Loudrup for me is my, my favourite of all time Yeah
2: i um, will say I'm, I'm about to ask Ryan but I just do it the picture that I know that's behind him I probably already know um, who it is but uh, again how can you Brian Loudrup is God there's there's nothing else really to say about Brian Loudrup Ryan I've come to you mate your favourite um, currently and your favourite of all time
4: well, currently, it's funny, I had a conversation with my, my oldest son a couple of weeks ago and I, I said to him, I don't think, I can't remember the last time it was a Rangers team that I liked so many players, like I genuinely like so many of them just now, but despite sitting here been going on my favourite <laughs> just now is Alan McGregor, without a doubt, because you see his attitude, that I just love that winning mentality, like, Things that stick out is like the, the Hamilton interview last last season and the the was probably dusted, but we dropped points and drew one each we played terrible that day. And he's mm-hmm. a few after it just for me was I would love to see him the, what he's like the the changing room. I mean there's a there's a story about uh I don't you've probably heard it, it might be a rumour, but it's a good one. Uh, first home game at Gerard won, I think and, celebrating walked into the changing room and he's just sitting there and they're all high-fiving each other and going crazy. And apparently someone went, what's up with, what's up with Shaga? And he went, eh, why are you celebrating? What have we won? We've won nothing, it's three points and that's it. And I love that, I love that. I actually did Sport mm. Rangers there. That's what we're built on. So, I McGregor for me is the current. And I the man. Like <laughs> I was, I was going to say I was obsessed when I was younger. I'm obsessed with him now. Um, I used to stand outside grounds. My dad used to take me to games, uh, particularly away, away games. And I used to stand outside waiting for his autograph. And One day he spoke to me, he said something like, oh, oh how are you, do, you doing again or hi again? And if he recognised me. And I remember just being like, <laughs> just scared, I'm like, how oh, are you, girl? And I still feel like that. I can't wait to meet him. Was it five weeks, Jamie? Uh, yep. Can't wait to
2: that Brian Loudrop That would be great But he was uh, High squad That's all the week As i Definitely I love how you say Jamie when is it And you've actually got A calendar probably In the back of your door mate But you're crossing off days To when you can <laughs> actually Go and meet him uh, Mate I, I can't disagree with that um, I, My favourite Just quickly My favourite of all time Is Brian Loudrop uh, I've Still yet to see a man that can do with the ball what Brian did. He was he was everything to me. Uh, I idolised him. I really did. Um, he was he was one he was one of the biggest reasons that I fell in love with where our team it was lads up. Just seeing him, he was there. He played the first game I ever went to, and I just it will struggle to be beaten for me. And if anything, he's getting better looking age. So I mean, I even fancy him more now than I did. When I was younger, do you know what I mean? He's guy's just incredible; he really is. And yeah, he, he was everything for me growing up. My favorite just now, Scotia. Who did you think I was going to pick? Jacko,
3: Brandon Barker. <laughs> not
0: Ryan Jack.
2: <laughs> Definitely not Brandon Barker. Well, see if Jacko is playing right now, mate. Um, it would be Ryan Jack because I absolutely love Ryan Jack. And it's hard because. It should be, Jack, but I, I think because you're, I'm not seeing him as much as we should be seeing him. um, it's kind of not, if that makes any sort of sense. My favourite just now is Alfredo Morelos um, and Glenn Camara. Um to be honest, and to am and McGregor, to be honest. I don't <laughs> mind Tav either. Golden's pretty good, too. I'm going to say, I love it. I know you love the team, to be honest, but if I had to pick one, it would be Morelos because I love his face when he scores. Uh, it kind of means everything to him and it means everything to us, but yeah. Just a quick one, lads. This will ju- I'll just rattle this one round um, just to add into this. So, blue 1872, asked your favourite manager, Ali?
3: Casino. Uh, no. No. Um, <laughs> I to be fair, I think we picked the same guy, uh, Sir Walter. Me and Scotia had the pleasure of meeting Walter at quite an intimate kind of dinner's night from a pal oh, Mark, um, down at Helensborough and we got to spend time with Walter. And I was annoying him at the bar when I was half pushed, but um, no, a brilliant guy to speak to, down to earth. But I Walter Smith for me for what he did, coming and taking t- t- off as soon as to win nine in a row, and then come back after the Le Guin experiment and tits up and lead us to three titles in a row. It's uh, Walter Smith for me all the way.
0: shot. Yeah, Smith, but in particular for the second time round. Um, I thought he was a much better manager then. Um, and yeah, he got his playing well. took us to Manchester. Yeah, so Smith over both periods, but in particular for the second period round.
1: Jimmy. Yeah, I agree. It's um, just everything that... Encapsulates a, a manager everything you want a Rangers managed manager to be, he is, um, and his handling of players and, and the way he had his team playing, but also the way he handled the press and he's just just class. Um, and even seen him now, um, we spoke a bit kind of Rangers TV uh, last year, and still seen him kind of involved and about the club as well. He just he loves the club, and you can't ask for much more than that.
4: Right. Yeah, Sir Walter, definitely. There's no shadow of doubt. He is having. You've got an Avengers manager, and I want to kind of what Slosha said about. I think the second time he came around, his tactics were a lot better. I think he learned a bit down in England, and if you think of some of the performances in Europe in the nineties, we were playing like four four two against Juventus and attacking them and stuff like that. Like I think he just learned a lot, and I think he came back a better manager. But uh, also what I say, I'm. Hopefully he's doing well. I know uh, he was has some health issues, but I'm sure everybody thinks the same or all think about him. 100% back that
2: mate Uh, And it's saw Walter for me There's just He was my second dad growing up Uh, I've said that before On the podcast before He was just a guy That you're familiar with Just yourself with And uh, I met him once And I didn't know it was him Until he was about Five foot away from me He looked at me And said "All right, son And I didn't say anything I just stood there and went It was just noise That came out my mouth And I let him walk away from me So I I'll never forget that But that's technically I can say I've met him I suppose But thank you very much For uh, the question Rangers purpose And cheers to truth Blue me too as well So we'll move on um, David Bradford asks all right, David how's it going um, If you were in charge What changes Would you have brought about During the transfer window Are you content With both the depth And quality of the squad Given the ins and outs Over the summer Ryan I'll come back to you mate You can take that first I think
4: we can Brief uh, we touched on this In the last board I would like to see us getting a a target man and somebody would give you a different option. Um because, especially because I'm not saying it was a, a big target man, but he did give us a, a different option. So I would have liked to have seen someone like that come in. And I'm also I feel as if all I do sometimes at games is say hit it, hit it, hit it. And I'd <laughs> like to see somebody that that can just like hit a ball like outside the box and have a good shot. Um but again, what I said in the last pod, I kinda of like criticize the the club, the way they go about
2: their, their transfer business, we usually have a good bundle so it's picking, picking it. They're just picking at things, I think, if you're, if you're criticising them at the moment. Yeah, I can understand your, your thought process behind it, though, to, to be completely honest, mate. there actually a, a question um, later on in that that's kind of regarding <clears throat> the, the, the upfront situation. Um, Jamie, you, mate, are you you're happy with the strength and depth Rangers have? Got um
1: after the transfer window slammed shut. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm quite content. Uh, I, I think it's been a solid window. Um, main thing was was probably trimming trimming the, the wage bill down a bit, uh, getting a lot of the kind of fringe players out, um, whether it's been permanently or, or out on loan. Um, we're expecting that given the size of the squad at the start of the season. Um, we've strengthened as well in the midfield area, bringing in. Uh, Bakuna, who I'm particularly interested in, looking forward to seeing what he brings, and Lindstrom as well, um, who's had a debatable start. Um, but I still, I still think he will come good. Um, we've not seen an awful lot of Sakala just yet. But I think he's got qualities to be to be a really good addition as well. So, um, I, I do agree. As I was, I was surprised with Itten, um going because I think he offered something completely different to another um, centre forwards, if you like, but. I'm,
2: um, I'm, I'm content.
1: I'm content with the window. Yeah. Um, Scotia. Yeah, I mean,
0: overall, it was fairly decent. We didn't lose any of our major players, which I think was almost always, always my concern, particularly if you like Kamara was going away. That's when, I mean, I've not seen Bakuna play yet, so we'll need to reserve judgment on him, but that's when you're wanting a type of player like Vierman to come in and automatically fill that void without having have you know, got up to speed Quickly because he's a good enough player. So, I think overall we can be fairly fairly comfortable with that transfer window, um, although not directly related to it. We've kept Kamar, I think you just mentioned it last week. He's coming in, his contract's getting less and less. So, that's kind of where I'd like to see his focus on now. I know Goldson coming up to the end of his contract situation. Just always get the wee bit of fear that the longer that goes on, the more they depreciate in value and the less return the money we get for them. Mm-hmm.
4: Alistair,
3: yeah, like Ryan, when we covered in the last pod, I thought it was decent. To be fair, kept the main players that we need to keep. Added guys in January that were supposed to come in the summer anyway, so I kind of count them as summer transfer business a wee bit. Bakuna may be that guy Ryan's looking for to actually have a shot for outside the box. I know <laughs> Haji's probably the only guy who does it for us, but Bakuna may be that guy. We we don't know yet. May see him at the weekend possibly, but you no, know, I was quite happy with the transfer window I do and the end one to me was a bit weird in terms of he does offer something different but I just don't think Gerard fancies him at all but overall yeah no I'm, I'm happy with the window
2: yeah that's fair enough cheers David um, thanks very much mate um, as always for, for getting involved mate thank you for your support so we'll go back to YouTube for this one um, Steve Ferguson asks how are we going to solve this partisan problem he needs to be playing football Uh <laughs> This is the, the the kind of age old question that we're all kind of going through just now, Scott. I'll come to you first, mate. Um, I can't disagree with that. Tav and Parson both deserve to play for Rangers. I don't think there's any doubt. Tav's obviously our captain. Parson has shown uh, not just for Rangers but now for Scotland just how much potential and how much ability the boys got. Ah, uh, do you think Parson's just going to need to buy his time?
0: I think he'll get enough game time this season in any case. Um, I've seen a wee rumour that Cavs still kind of recovering a wee bit. Um, I know Patterson's obviously picked up the knocks. So I don't know if he'll be playing at the weekend, but I think there's still enough time in the, the season for Patterson to get a fair amount of games. But it's the season after that. It really needs to be playing every week. It probably needs to be playing every week at some point this season, later on in the season. Um and I don't know if either of them can play at left back, but you've still you've got them. You're like Sabarez and bassi there. You mm-hmm. do that thing for you, because you've got a full back that can both go at, up forward and attack. Can one of them play on the other side, the defence? You see it happening with Scotland uh, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the million dollar question, and I don't know the answer. I don't think the answer is pushing Tav further forward. I think we're just going to have to juggle the amount of playing time this season. Um, but it's it's a very difficult one to do.
2: Yeah, I think the I'll come back to you on this though, Scott. Sorry, lads. Um, you you're obviously you you watch Scotland a lot more than we do, mate. Do you not think trying to shoehorn both the players into the same team sometimes hinders what Scotland could potentially do? I mean, obviously, I'm talking about Robertson and Tierney. Do you not sometimes think it hinders them?
0: Yeah, I think so potentially. But I mean, I'll go back even further. This is before my time when you had um, Danny McGrain and Sandy Jardine. And Danny McCarr- uh, McGrane could play at the other side of defence, whereas Jardin couldn't. So Jarden always was playing in the right-back slot and McGrane mm-hmm. was away over at the left-back. So it, it has worked in the past, and the, but McGrain and Jardin were both proper world-class players uh, at that period of time. Um, so it can work, but um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I've not seen either of them playing the left-hand side of defence, so it could be a complete no-go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jamie, if Patterson can play on the left-hand side... Um... Do you know? I think that's a wee bit unfair in Barcy?
1: <laughs> See, to be honest, as in Barsi's obviously st- state his claim as, as um, he's going to push Borna for that left back spot. But I know that question was more around Patterson getting tab out the yeah. road. But let's be honest the right the back spot just now is actually Balogans. <laughs> <Half, laughs> I'm half serious with that.
2: That's a fair point mate That is a fair point Making um, the poor guy what? off And he's just putting An absolute stormer On the old phone Do you know what I mean We I haven't even thought
1: of it. Aye, aye. Let's, let, let's be honest He's obviously Balligan prefers to play Centre back But again It just shows you Like how much How much strength and depth We've got We're obviously talking about Such a young boy um, Who's who's going to push Our captain um, I'm just hoping We're in Because we spoke about You know What what we're going to Class as success this year um, And if we're going to qualify into Europa League again um, it's going to be a hectic schedule so that's where you're going to want to call on and Patterson especially come in if it's going to be cup games um, so I I would like to see them split that and that's when you, when you look at our squad we will still get pretty much two players for every position so um, I think whilst rotation can sometimes hinder probably our defensive performances so far this season I would still like to see Patterson play I think he really needs to, to be involved this year
2: yeah, it's a difficult one. Um Ryan, anything else to add on that?
4: No, but I think that's a good point you made about Balogun. I know it's a on the cheek, but if you are going to if you're going to Parkhead next week to play them and you think of that boy, that uh, Kyoko, how fast he is and how much Tav attacks, I don't know if it's that silly a thing to say that you would play Maligan at right back again because he did so well and he is more defensive than Tav. So I've no idea who I would play right back to answer to my question. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I think the Parson's the I, I great and I don't look at him as a young boy anymore. I think he's he's ready to play. Like you can see that he, he's so mature. But um Taverier's Gerard's boy in it, it's like he's got him, Golds, and Ryan Jack, they're players that he doesn't drop if they're fit. So it's a dilemma for him, isn't it?
2: Yeah, very much so. And let's not forget Tav is the man that led us to fifty-five. So we, we have to give him his chance at least before we, we try and we I get it though. I get that it, it's the, the kind of age old argument just now. Ali, fully fit squad, mate. Um no injuries, nothing at all. Who are you picking at right back? Tav a parson.
3: And I mean you. I don't mean Gerard, I mean you. Tav. Look last season, eighteen goals. Twenty odd assists. I like a lot of people forget about that because Partson came in and was a bit of a shining light for a few games. You need to look what Tav's done. He's a captain of Rangers as well. So I would personally keep I don't think you can play the two of them. He tried in the friendlies when he put Parson at right back and he put Tav kind of in the midfield three and Tav's near you. Tav needs to play if the <laughs> any if the two of them are in that team, Tav needs to be right back so you can see the whole park. Potentially Partson could maybe play in front of him, I don't know, but no, nah, it's not for me. And I, I've mentioned similar to what Scotia said, I, I can see and getting twenty games this season. Because if we want to be serious about Europa League, League Cup, Scottish Cup, there's enough games there that you'll need to you'll need to play And So no, nah, he'll he'll get enough games, parts, and then we'll see what happens next year. But no, nah, it's tough for me.
2: Yeah, I would go along if it's a fully fit team, then I, I can't I can't drop the skip, but I've, I've never... I've never been a fuck's sake Tav guy. I've always been um I've always been for Tav. I've, I've got the utmost respect for the guy. Uh, look, I I am fully aware that Parson knows that he is the future. Uh, he can if he wants to stick around to that space, will be his. I don't ever see Rangers recruiting to replace him. Um if Tav decides to either hang up his boots or move on or whatever, it will be it will be his spot. So I think he's probably fully aware of that. Look, if the offer comes in and it's going to be stupid money, um, I don't know how close it got to it being stupid money um, for him, then he, he'll probably move. And again, that's the nature of the beast that we, we live in. It's the, it's, the, it's the football up here. It's what happens. Um, we can't say no to at a certain price tag. So he's it's, it's an interesting one to watch, but I think he's very exciting. Um, we're all in full agreement. He's the, the best talent we've seen coming through the ranks at Rangers since... Hutton, Ferguson, players like that—he is, he's right up there, and he's got an exciting future ahead of him, no kind of matter what he, what he decides to do. But it's just, even thank you very much for your question, mate. Uh, we'll move on. David Russell asks, uh, "What is your honest opinion on Rob McCrory, and what is the next steps for him?" So, uh, Jamie, I'll come to you. No, come you yet. Come to you first. <clears throat> he's,
1: uh, I suppose, just very simply, he's our, our future goalkeeper, isn't he? Um, the age that, that McGregor is just now uh, and McLaughlin's what 33, 34 um, I don't know I, th- I, th- I think going back to I guess the, the, the conversation we've just had about Patterson I don't know how many opportunities he's going to get this season he obviously came in in those last two games um, arguably the, the, most, the two most important games we've had this season and done very well but um, I wonder whether I wonder whether it would be best for him to go out on loan again and just get regular game time every single week as opposed to the kinda of stop start and chances here and there. Um as I say, he's 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 done himself no harm with the past two games. But I, I wonder if going out on loan is gonna be the best thing because again, going back to the, the point about Gerard having his his picks, um He's going he's gonna to stick with McGregor, isn't he, more often than not. So I, I think the best thing might be for him to go out on loan this year.
2: Yeah, Ali, I can see where Jamie's coming from in terms of the loan. Um, my other end of that is there's not many teams that he can go to where he's going to experience the, the kind of football, the kind of game if you like, that, what it will be like when he plays for Rangers. Obviously, in terms of European football, it's a bit different, but your run-of-the-mill league games, Rangers control the majority of the game. How many times have we seen Ali McGregor not do anything the whole game, and then in the last minute, pull something spectacular out the hat? So it's really all about learning that mentality, but again, you can kind of get where Jamie is coming from, so do you loan him out, or do you keep him as the understudy?
3: Difficult, because if, if you've been honest about it, he's, he's number three out of the three of them. Mm. Uh, Mc, I've, I've said it I said it last year in this pod. I will McGregor's going to retire next year. I'm pretty sure of that. I would be quite happy John McLaughlin just stepping in there. I think John McLaughlin's a really good keeper. He's really good with his feet. He, we've talked about this, Carney. He brings a calmness to that back line when he's there quite a lot of the time when he's got the ball at the feet. But McCrory... Difficult. He's twenty three now, McCrory. So I mean, he's not a young boy. He's, was he Queen of the South? He was at Livingston last year. He in and out that Livingston team. I don't know. I may be similar to Jamie. I maybe give him one last loan somewhere. Maybe not in Scotland. Maybe somewhere else. Maybe go down to England, lower leagues, possibly. I don't know. But I mean, he did himself no harms in the last two games. The, the Celtic game. I mean, you talk about Rangers. He's got nothing to do. And McGregor pulls one save off. That's what McCrory did in that old fun. So. That's true. Uh, it's difficult, it's really difficult because it's probably the hard, when I mean, we were talking about parts and trying to take Tab's place the goalkeeping slot ibrooks is probably one of the hardest slots to nail down in God knows how many years because we've been fortunate enough that we've had well, apart from maybe the banter years, we've had extremely good goalkeepers so it's difficult I would be similar to Jamie, I would maybe put him out on loan um I, I don't know. I really—it's it's hard, it's a real difficult one. That would be, honest. It Jamie, is, though, but it's somewhat a Jamie though. but to
2: It is difficult, and it's the same. It's exactly the same as the parts and things. Go, shall, what would, what would you do with McCrory? Is he keep him or uh, loan him?
0: I see him being the future goalkeeper. at Rangers. what the age was McGregor when he actually broke in playing regular first team football? It was what, 25, twenty six?
2: Yeah, twenty six or
0: sure twenty seven. I know he obviously understudied for costs, Every now and again, particularly obviously, Kloss was picking up quite a few injuries towards the end of his time at Rangers. And Klaus was uh, also getting paid about a million pounds a week, mate, to beat Ibrook, so <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely going
2: to
4: play.
0: play. <laughs> yeah, but it is a difficult one. And what you said, that's about where does he go, where does he get the experience that you need to get to play in goals for Rangers. I think what he's been on out and going so far is ideal for him. He's going out against Teams that he's maybe going to get shots against a lot more often, be a lot busier during the game. But it's that team that he needs to go to that's going to dominate possession. And he's only going to have to make one or two saves. So he's going to have to have that sort of be switched on all throughout the game for that wee, one wee moment. And I don't know what team that is. You're looking, you You're would potentially have to look at someone that would be going on to win the, the championship quite dominantly in Scotland. Um, but would they want to take on a loan keeper? For that and knowing that they're they're losing them, so I see him as the future. But yeah, it, it is, as you say, more far more difficult than the Patterson Dilemma we've got. I think with McCrory. yeah, that's probably underestimated how
2: much how much more difficult it is. Ryan, um, what's your thoughts? As you say, Ali did make the the great point. He didn't have to do much in the old form game, but when he was called upon, he he managed to manage to step up. He did. It was probably the game that he became a man when
4: you when you think about it. Um, I do, I completely agree with what Ali said I'm a, I'm a fan of McLaughlin, I think his distribution the ball, not just for his feet, just he rolls it out quick, he gets the, he gets the play going, I like him and I, I think McCrory's still It's probably a wee bit harsh but I think he's still number three and for that reason he's got to go out and loan but that's not to say, as, as Scotia said, that's not to say that he won't become our number one in, in a few years um, but no I, I'd definitely put him in one I think
2: Yeah, I'll firmly sit on the fence And let you boys take that one I'll not get involved in that one Uh, But thank you very much for the question Um, Super, but as always David, mate Uh, So we'll go with this one um, From Graham Vogue He's asked it via Facebook It's best home or away game You guys have been to European included So one match if you can pick it If you can pick it Your best match Can be anything Um, Ali, do you want to go first Or do you want more time to think?
3: (laughs) That's difficult I mean, we we to be honest, we've not been to a lot of away games. We've been, a, I've been to umpteen home games, I've been to a lot of European games at home. If I had to pick what wow, was difficult, man, all always think I go by in terms of atmosphere, in terms of a team. I was at that Parma game where Rangers won 2 0. Tony Vidmar scored the first goal, Claudia Reyna scored the second goal, and that Parma team, when you look through that team they had, it was frightening. The players, I mean, we had good players then, but the players they had in that team was frightening and we beat them 2-0 in the atmosphere I mean I was younger then but the atmosphere that I, that night I remember was oh, it was electric man and it's it's one of the games I always go back to in YouTube to watch all the time because it's just bouncing man and yeah it's very difficult to pick a game but that, that's probably the one that comes to my my mind straight away I would pick that game Scotia?
0: Yeah, this is very difficult, and there's different reasons for it being your best game. I think back to um, like the first game I ever went to was against Auxerre in '96. Um, my dad's an been Rovers fan, so you know didn't get to go to many Rangers games growing up. But I, obviously, that's one of my best games, even though we get beat. It's one of my best games because it's my first time being at Ibrox. Um, I remember the Werder Bremen game. Been really good. Was it? Uh, was Werder Bremen when? um them. Put the ball through the keepers' hands, and then Ibrox was absolutely yes. bouncing at the end of it, yeah, and then Braga, Braga most recently I think stands out for that, that kind of comeback, but it's very difficult to pick, in terms of a away game, I've only ever been to one Rangers away game, um, and I was in the Albion Rovers end when they played us in the challenge, but well, no, that wasn't a very good game, so <laughs> that's no getting picked. <laughs>
2: Oh, God, man, I know. Can I pick that one, Chris, man? Um, boy, it's hard, man. I'm, say, I'm sitting listening to you, and it's making me think of other games. I'm going, oh, I forgot about that, I forgot about that. Jamie, um, can you pick one, mate?
1: Yeah, so I was actually I was searching for the date there. So um the That's the kind of assertiveness game would be answer the...
2: that I like, by the way. That's the kind of yes, I can pick one, like brilliant Jamie. That's what I like because I can't. Can. Yeah, no, definitely.
1: <laughs> so the the home game was the the game against Aberdeen 3-1, um, where we won eight and a row. oh. yeah. the, Ga- the Paul Gascoigne show show. Um, a bit like Ryan's story. My dad took me up to uh, the stadium beforehand and we seen the, the team come in. Um, my dad had me up on his shoulders and I rubbed Gaza's head <laughs> as he was going in. It was brilliant. Um, so I that day in particular, I loved that. Um, we actually get into a, a lounge in the stadium afterwards as well. My dad was having a drink with the players. It was incredible. Wow. What a day that was. Yeah. Um, Away game was a four two game at Parkhead. Um, Kuzan scored; it was a Mendez goal as well from the corner. Um, my pal Graham and I got tickets last minute to that and went to that game. That was what what an atmosphere that was! That was just brilliant. What a game!
2: Fair enough, mate. Um, fair enough. It's one place I've never been. Um, for an old firm, I've never been to the the. the, the... Parkhead, I'll call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've not been to Parkhead to to um, to see to see an old firm game. Um, so, sort of something I've always wanted to do, but now I won't pay fifty quid to go and watch it. Um, Ryan, your best game if you can pick one, mate. Oh, just quickly, uh, Jamie took two games. Are you are
4: you going to call him
2: over that? I uh, know, mate. I know. I just thought, you know what, he was he, he gave an assertive answer, and then he changed his mind halfway through and gave me two. So I'm like, just <laughs> okay. for that,
1: Jamie. A <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's also taking responsibility for guys Gaza playing that good because he rubbed them in the head I'm like alright Jimmy <laughs> S- thanks
4: yeah, for being well. right a row Jimmy, cheers
1: <laughs> you're welcome uh, you are
4: welcome Hines uh, <laughs> is 2nd um, oh. of May 1989, Uh on the tight park end I was at a segregation up the stairs uh, Richard Goff was in the row behind me, McCoy's, Jiran and Ian Fegs and I think it was were in the front and the atmosphere of that, that day was I've never, never experienced like that ever again in the meltdown watching them trying to run on the pitch and get the game abandoned coin and coining referees and throwing ourselves over the top of the deer and it's the greatest day of my life. Well it was up there with the kids been born but it was it's, it was unbelievable. Uh, I, yeah that was the atmosphere of that day was was something else.
2: Yeah, that the, the one Jamie picked for his home game, I was also um I was also at that game. I can't say I'm like fully remember the whole thing. I do remember at the end though that the players walked around the stadium and I was convinced that Brian Loudrop had looked at me. And I remember saying to my dad, Brian Loudrup just looked at me, he definitely looked at me, he picked me out and my dad's. I'm like, oh, he didn't. I like dad, dad, I was convinced. That was a tremendous game, to be honest. But one that I, one that sticks out for me just on pure um, atmosphere was the, the Elvich, um game at Hamden when Vice slipped him through and the, the bonnet that kind of hit off the post went in. I was at that game with my dad and my big cousin, but my big cousin was about, must have been about 20 rows in front of us. We were right on the aisle, right in the corner. And um, I just remember there will say, the goal going in. The next thing I knew, I was standing next to my cousin, and I was just like, Why are you here? Why are you here? It's like one of them kind of emotions, and the place went absolutely mental. That's probably my, my greatest kind of old firm. Um, one, I mean, I've been to so many, it's quite hard. Another one that stands out is the, the Morris Edu last minute goal. That um, was unbelievable. Ibrox, Ibrox went absolutely mental. And most recently, um, I have to obviously it's very fresh in the memory, but I have to put just the, the old form just there for the for the noise at full time. Uh, I, that I'm feeling it. I, it was just incredible. It was one of the moments that again that you'll we'll probably do a podcast in about ten years and we'll talk about that game and we'll talk about the, the noise after it. It was it was brilliant. I couldn't sit here and pick out my favourite game. Honestly, it would I would need to sit down and do proper homework on that one. It would be a really difficult one. But cheers, down for. Yeah, question, mate. That's brilliant. Uh we'll move on. Um to one from uh, Alan Longback Caldecott. Um he said, but it and going, <laughs> do you think Sakala will be enough for us up top? Also, when Ryan Jack comes back full fit, who, if any, would you drop to get him back in the team? I'll take a wee bit on this one, um to be honest. Ryan Jack's my man. Uh, it really is. Uh, I don't know who I drop in that team, though, to bring them back in, especially with the way that the rest of the players are kind of performing just now. Uh, I mean, Kamara, you can't not you can't not play Kamara. You can't really not play a Rebo. As Scotia was saying earlier, Hadji's doing really, really well. But um, Ryan Jack's my man. He really is. So, I, I mean, I think in the ideal... The ideal scenario for um, Gerard and the coaching staff is that Jack becomes fully fit again, uh, gets himself back to be able to play uh, regular football, um, and kind of takes over the reins from Davis when Davis decides that he's. He's had enough. I think that's probably the most perfect scenario, uh, in my opinion. Anyway, and to say we've obviously touched on this a bit earlier. Do you think we've got enough for us up top? Only time is going to tell with that one. Uh, I think it's good that obviously he not got off the mark straight away in his debut for um, that German team that I can't say the name of. So he's obviously he's he's obviously got off to a good start. We do have a call back for him in January if needs be. So I think only time's going to tell with that one, but. I'm hoping to see Ryan Jack, Ryan back, Ryan, sorry, Ryan Jack back soon, um, really soon. Uh, I can't admit. Uh, look, this is the first time I've had five people on a pod. I've got no idea who I came to last or first before. Jamie, and I'll, no, I'll come to you. go I'll come to you. Uh, we've got enough up top. And who do you take out if Ryan Jack comes back? Or do you not
0: take MD out? I think for the running in my league games, you don't take anyone out. But I think he's got a place in that team in European games. Against, for, you know, it's like... You, for instance, if he was back fit enough for the Leon game, I think it's potentially, you potentially look at that, but as you you're rightly say, that Aribo and Hadji are playing well in that, in that team at the moment. In any case, I don't want to get to the situation we were two or three years ago, where you were playing Kamara, Davis and Jack, and we were really flat. We couldn't break the stodgier teams down because we didn't have that Kenny, that attacking flair. Um, but So there's maybe a place for him in the European games if he gets back fit, fairly sharpish. Um, up top I'm not sure if we're late or not I feel really sorry for it I don't think he got his chance I think every time he was in he played well and then he was dropped again because Alfie's the man and I suppose the way it style doesn't suit the way that we initially set up Um, so that's the reason that he's probably away but um, I do know we came out in an interview today um, and was saying quite good stuff about um, Rangers you know, so that callback option could be there for him, but I'm not sure about Stakaloglu. It's okay in the Real Madrid game; he came on. Mm-hmm. um but we've not seen an awful lot more of him than that. And then, is, does Roof stay injury free? That's the
2: That's another question, mate. To be honest, I've said it at the start of the season. If if Kamal Roof stays fit, I can see him being a huge, huge player for Rangers this season. I don't think there's any doubt about Roof. Jamie, do you want to go next? <laughs> I've lost who. but I was I was trying some form of when I was asking these questions, but I've got no idea anymore. Um, Jamie, drawing Jack, do, do you bring them straight back in, or do we wait? Yeah.
1: Yes, you bring them back, straight back. Um, for me, I, I think it's a good question, though, as in who, who drops out, and I think that's pretty much what Scotia was saying, as in I think it would depend on the opposition. Um, if you had to play Jack... Camara and Davis, that does feel quite defensive um, and probably would be suited to, to your kind of tougher European ties but um, it just goes back to that point again about just being really comfortable at the strength and depth we've got in there but Jack for me is probably the first name in that midfield um, so I, I would bring him back in but um, it's going to give somebody like Davis a bit of time and um, if we're going to rotate those positions. uh, And I agree, I know Haji and Aribo have been dropping into the midfield, but I think this is where, with the strength and depth, you can play players in their actual position. I think Aribo especially is is better further up the park. Haji can drop in, um, but I'd rather he was was up in in that front three as well. So, yes is my answer. Bring Bring Jack back.
2: Yep. Fair enough. We're never going to get an argument with having Ryan Jack and the team, off me, mate. Never. Uh, Ryan, what's your thoughts
4: on that? I, I'm a big uh, Ryan Jack fan, and obviously, as I said earlier on, I think he's one of the one of Gerard's boys. Um, how how fit he'll be when he comes back, I don't know because he's been out for a long time. He's, he's coming back at the right time, though, because the amount of football Stephen Davis is playing just now is literally giving me anxiety. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. still playing for
2: Northern Ireland just now. He's oh like, no, mate. Are uh, so you joking? Yeah, so you even see the pitch he was playing on the other night. It was like no. one of the plastic the shine that was coming off this pitch, mate. I was like it looked like ice. I was like, Why are you playing football? Stop it, no. like, Stop I, playing. I, for I, him. I, I couldn't watch
1: that. That would give me anxiety. I, I I need anytime I
4: watch the international players are playing, if they see the deck, I'm like, You better get up. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Jack I, I, he needs to come back in um, I think he's the best player in the midfield at recycling the ball I think he's so good at that he just keeps the ball moving fills in for Tav uh, quicker he's back the better and, and it'll give Davis a bit, a, a bit of a rest as well I think in and, and regards to what we're saying about Sakala um, and if we've got enough up up top only time will tell it's impossible to call that
3: yep Ali, yeah, I think we pretty much covered it all. There, to be honest, similar to kind of Scotia and Jamie in terms of Ryan Jack. I think suited for certain games, you would bring, you would have your Jack Davis Kamara, and to me, you would push Rebo further forward, like Jamie says, because I always say I prefer Rebo there. But then, where does Kamara fit in the team? <laughs> so you I mean you pull people out and you're you're creating problems wherever you go in that team, and it's a good problem to be honest, but. It's like Ryan was saying, he's been out for a long time, Ryan Jack. We still really haven't heard when he's coming back. Hopefully we'll hear in the press of this week, somebody will ask the question about Ryan Jack, but he's key to this Rangers team. Um, probably one of the best midfielders we've got on the team when he's up and playing, but um aye, it's a difficult one, but yeah, I think he's suited to certain games. I think we, We'll change that midfield about for certain games, because so many games coming up, so you'll get game time. In terms of up top, it's if Kamar for me, stays fit. If he stays fit, we're fine. If he doesn't, we're possibly a bit lightweight. So that, that that's that's the key there, I think. It's all on Kamar Roof this season. I've seen he's playing international football with Jamaica now. He played the other night, so that's more football on his legs. But, yeah, he's the key. He stays fit, we'll be fine.
2: I agree mate, uh, I do agree But uh, thank you Longback, always appreciated your support Big man, hoping you're keeping well And the wedding plans are coming along well mate Hopefully see you soon uh, We'll move on, another one um, from Facebook um, Grail making. which young player would you like to see Given more game time this season Obviously we'll not discuss Patterson Because we've discussed Patterson So out with Patterson, uh, who else And also Jamie, he asks When will you low shave that beard
1: <laughs> when will I Low shave that beard?
2: I'm, I'm presuming it's some form of like style and how to shave beards. I'm guessing. I'm not really hundred percent sure. Low shave? Oh no! When? Oh, when will Jamie Low shave that beard? You know, I'm sorry, I was confused. No. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre. <laughs> when will you shave that beard? Why would you?
1: I don't. I don't have any immediate plans to shave the beard, Graham. <laughs> He's going to be gutted at that. Um, I think. I hope. I hope that's not disappointing. But
2: uh, I'll stay with you, Jamie. Who, who, the other, the other youth player? Who
1: would it be? Um, <laughs> I suppose the only only other one we've not really spoke about, Stephen Kelly. But I just I, as I think, I think he's got a lot of talent. Um, but as we've just mentioned, I mean, Jack coming back into that midfield, I just, I really can't. I think that's. I think that's even more difficult as we're speaking about how Patterson's gonna to struggle to get a game, McCroy's gonna struggle. I've got no idea how Stephen Kelly will feature in that team unless it's, you know, your maybe lower end cup fixtures. Um but I think he's got a lot a lot of ability, a lot of um we spoke about that kind of spatial awareness, um, and recycling the ball. I think he I think he will do a job. Um I just I'm not sure if he'll if he'll get his opportunity again this year, again that might be another one that might um, be best going out on loan. If if Jack is, that may be what they're waiting on. As and if Jack is going to come back and he's fit, um would it be best for for Kelly to go out on loan? I appreciate that's not really answering that question. It's probably doing the opposite, <laughs> but I think it's such as it such a difficult question. That is, um, I think I think the. the, the We've already spoke about Patterson, right? Um, he he is he is the one we want. To, he's the one we want to see. But um, Kelly, in particular, Scott got a bit about much. Can't see it happen.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's a difficult one. As I said, there's a lot of, a lot of strong depth that is not youth players, um, really. Ali, would you pick anybody else in particular apart from really Kelly? Obviously, we did go to the the B team game making a mm. last minute and. Yeah, there's potential there, but I don't think any of the boys are fully ready to take the step up just
3: yet. Don't know the young player, and you could class him as a young player, is Big Shirley at left back, who's come mm-hmm. in and shown at the beginning of the season. Big Bonner I thought, put a decent performance in against them on Sunday, so he's there to fight for the shirt. Yeah, I think Bass is up for the challenge this year. I really think he'll get quite a few games, Big Shirley, and um, he was looking good. In terms of that B team... I know we went to it, and the opposition was dreadful, to say the least, to be honest. But um, <laughs> the boy, um, Ross McCausland, looked very, very exciting. Um, he was he turned a guy inside out. I mean, he, you said, Carney, folded him into a deck chair. It was brilliant wow. to watch that. It was amazing, but yeah. He reminds me of a very young <laughs> Ryan Kent, just the tricks he does and everything. But... Like I say, the opposition he was playing games was dreadful. I think us guys <laughs> could put a better shift in, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it's difficult because there's not many young players. You've got the Stephen Kelly, like we say. You've got Nathan Parson, who we've discussed, and I would say Big Shirley falls into that. But apart from that, there's nobody really else, to be honest. So I would say Big Shirley.
2: That's fair enough. Scotia, um, Stephen says we have the option of bringing up Allegra for, up to the B team. Um, nope. we've been able to do a job looks tal- talented we've seen him for what 20 minutes something like that um he's he's what's raw. The, football he's raw the football initiate yeah. he is very raw
0: yeah he has but it maybe answers that the question we had previously about maybe lacking options up front he's there to do a job if if needs be particularly as we mentioned if Ruth picks up a knock or anything like that um other youth cousins good then um, Although, although we've seen him at that B-team game, and he, he wasn't at his best in that game, I don't think, but he's shown in the other B-team games from what I've read is uh, Charlie McCann. Mm-hmm. Um, so him, but I would probably tend to agree with Jamie about Stephen Kelly being the next one that gets a shot, but where does he squeeze into that midfield?
2: It's going to be a tough one um, for Stephen Kelly to break into the, the midfield three. There's not really any doubt about it. Ryan, uh, and else to add, mate?
4: Not much else to add. Apart from I, I didn't like what I've seen of Stephen Kelly so far, but um so he's only one that kind of springs to mind But was the boy? What's the second and a half called? Is it Leon King? Was he not on the best yeah, few teams at the end of last season? Is he? Where is he now? Is he out on loan or? He's in the B team. So obviously, Gerard Is he,
2: in the, he in the B team? He is in the B team, is he? Oh,
4: he you might don't be out, out on loan.
2: Did
1: he go on loan?
4: Somebody frantically the go back.
0: Somebody
4: in the comments <laughs> of help but just because he was kinda he was making the squads at the end of last season, I'd quite like to maybe see him in if we any of
3: the cup games or whatever. He's in the B team. Yeah. In the yeah. B team, yeah. I was
2: I, I was right first time. Yeah, I don't know if he, I don't think he played the other day.
3: Might might be injured
2: possibly. Yeah, when we were
3: down, yeah, we no, were down. 17. Seventeen, yeah.
2: Is he? God, as yeah. I say the, the there's definitely there's some amount of talent in that B team. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um for me especially that just, just touched on the B team game we went to. I was I was pleasantly surprised, obviously, obviously taking into account the, the opposition in that. Yeah, but I was pleasantly surprised with some of the football the, the team played. It was really, really enjoyable to watch. It really was. Especially the two fullbacks that we had done as well, they looked very impressive, very keen in getting forward. Uh, it was a it was a good experience all round, and the, the the future's bright in that sense. I think the only the only downside is I think they might top that league, um, if not this year, very much next year, and then it's where else they go from there, do you know what I mean, obviously you're looking at that point to obviously recycle the players at this point, either move them out on loans to higher up opposition, I suppose that's the way the model's going to need to work, but I think they could be playing, uh, no disrespect to the, the league that they're in, I don't mean that in any way at all, but I think they could be playing at a, a, slightly, a slightly higher level, but yeah, uh, cheers Graham for making me get confused about low shaving, when it was yeah we were actually talking about Jamie Lowe shaving his beard, uh, I don't know why I found that so difficult to understand, to be honest, well, um, anyway, I just thought he was talking about a shape of beard I was like, oh, alright, I'll ask him <laughs> But we'll move on uh, Stephen Bradford asks uh, What changes, developments, upgrades Would you make to Ibrooks if you were in charge um, Ryan, come to you first
4: mate Get some decent food on Not a mm. fan of the food at all ibrooks Ibrox, I never have been um, I'd, I, sound, oh God, I sound like my dad when I say this <laughs> I, I would never have had the big screens. I would never have had them. I'd have them filled in. I'd love to see safe standing, but I don't think you ever see safe standing at Ibrooks because because of the IBRIC disaster. I think it's just somewhere I don't think we'll ever go there. Um which is understandable, i get it, but if it's controlled and it's you're not over the o- overselling the numbers in there then I think we can do it. But I that would be food, fill in the corners and about safe standing. That's fair enough, mate. Um, I
2: think the the big screens is a a David Murray thing. Uh, Let's be honest, it's the reason that it's there. I think, obviously, now, um, you're probably right, mate. You could have made a a hell of a kind of... Surrounded stadium In that terms I would never take away The the club deck um, Stairs I think they're, they're Kind of part of that Main stand And they need to remain there Forever including the gates uh, But I would have Looked into the, the potential of Filling the corners With seats I think now We've spoke about it before The cost of that Is astronomical For that to happen It really is It's It would be Probably more than iBrooks is even worth if it was, if it was ever to come up for sale. So it's it would be a big job. I'll come to you, mate. Um, what improvements, developments, changes, etc. would you do if you were in charge?
3: Yeah, there's, there's lots. There's a few, to be honest. But, I mean, they have been doing developments, if you, if you want to... At the moment, the Agile restaurant's just been moved into the, the iBrooks suite at the moment because they're putting a new lounge in where that is. So they are doing stuff at the moment. The food's a big one. The food's—I couldn't tell you last time I bought something inside Eyebrooks. I know we've got the partnership with Black Rooster now. The rumors going about. I think there could be a kind of Black Rooster inside iBrooks. I think Celtic have Subway or something their ground or whatever. But yeah, the food needs to be looked at. Um, the uh, the expansion of the ground would be brilliant, but we've said umpteen times you need a, a, a sugar daddy an investor to come in <laughs> to give us money to do that and he would get paid back over how many years so I kind of see that happening at the moment um yeah I mean I mean we've been to I mean we went to that game in in Germany Union Berlin me you and Scotia Carney and I bet that I bet Ryan and Jamie have went to games abroad in terms of different teams as well and it's it's different over there. It's better in terms of you can get beers outside. It's a better atmosphere. But it's just the culture over here in Scotland. We kinda be trusted by and they won't give us anything. So I think we're kind of stuck with what we are at the moment. That's what we're, where we are. The food may get slightly better, but that's probably it. And we've got Edmondson House coming along too for, for 2022. So that'll add to the experience as well. So, yeah, they're gradually improving, Rangers, in terms of what Ibrox was when Dave King and the Three Bears took over because they did say it was on its last legs, Ibrox. So there's a lot of things that you don't see that have been improved, and there's been a lot of money spent, iBrooks, i.e. the roofs, etc. So, yeah, we'll just need to see what happens in the next few years. Yeah, Jamie, I think i will slightly change the question. Um, I think we're all rather excited
2: about what Edmonton House might bring, and I think we just need to hope from the initial blueprints and plans that we've seen of it, hopefully it's going to live up to its billing.
1: I, I think that's going to be a really um, strong addition um, you kind of spoke about the match day experience. If you're if you're not going to, I guess the pub. Like what what is there to do about Ibrox? Um There's obviously going to be fifty odd thousand people, you know, descending iBrooks, So they're not all going to get into this um, museum or, or cafe or whatever else it's going to be offering. But um, having something else there, it does it does look very very impressive. Um, but haven't something for whether it's families um, to go to prior to the game um, would we'll definitely, definitely be welcome. Um, I, I agree with the, the points about that there are kind of subtle um, upgrades about the stadium already. I think one thing we've actually not spoke about yet um, that has been a problem in the past is the pitch. I think the pitch looks um, in mint condition. Um I think the kind of first year or two Gerard was in, you could tell it was getting he was getting frustrated with it. Weather's obviously gonna start turning now, so um hopefully it's it's gonna hold up as we, you know, get the more fixtures in. So the the pitch, the actual grass, as I say, that that looks in, in good Nick. Um and about the stadium, I agree with the points on the food. Um the whole the whole kind of just pre match day experience isn't isn't the best.
2: Yeah, I would 100% agree. Uh, but I think the, the changes to Edmonton House and the way um, it's potentially going to look may help alter that um, slightly. But I think for a for a club of our size, our, our match day experience hasn't been great for a number of years. Um, just due to the kind of lack of facilities everything else that's outside, there's not that great deal to entice you to get to Highbrook's a wee bit early to spend your, your, your money there. Scotia, anything else to add, mate, before um, we'll wrap up tonight?
0: Yeah, I agree with everything, but one thing that I think could be done that would be relatively cheap and straightforward to do is increase the amount of stewards at the entrances to the game, particularly for <laughs> your your, your higher-capacity games, because, as I've mentioned a few weeks back, the queues to get into the stadium coming up to quarter to you know, fifty minutes before kickoff can be ridiculous, and this is all going to be further complicated if these vaccine passports ever come to fruition, that there could be, we could, in a couple of weeks' time, speaking about how folk couldn't get into the game in time because there was issues so I think something really simple like just having a few more stewards that can help with things like that would be ideal and relatively easy and straightforward to do straight away
2: 100% It can't be hard to show somebody How to scan a QR code and make sure it's correct Or to check a system That can probably be Loaded onto some device mate I would 100% agree with that But gentlemen Matches went an hour um, shows went um, Long enough for tonight I think um, Look I don't know if that was A car crash or not I was spinning a lot of plates Through that That pod um, Getting the comments From all sorts And uh, making sure everything Was going as smoothly As it could uh, Obviously I got lost A wee bit through I knew I would With five of us well I, I have no idea Who I last spoke to I'll just forget, but that's, that's what you do when things, things are live, that's what happens but uh, yes, thank you to absolutely everybody for getting involved, um, that was great, we do generally love doing these, this is really exciting to do, we love when we get some listeners' feedback, some listeners' questions and we can sit and have a, a chaff and entertain you for a wee hour, and as I say, it's all to fill the, the Rangerless, Rangerless void, Um, not long to wait now until Rangers are back, uh, we'll be back on Friday with a club preview we won't do a club deck corner this week and we'll just bring a a club preview on Friday and the football's back and everything will return to normal with our match reactions club deck corner etc etc so Ali thank you very much for your time tonight mate
3: no problem that was that was good tonight looking forward to Saturday Rangers back in the telly don't need to watch Scotland for three games in the (laughs) trot there I know Scotia enjoys that but no good to have Rangers back and um I'm looking forward to Scotia hosting the, the preview show on Friday.
2: Well, if it's uh, if he, uh, he might be too busy with work or something, mate, we'll wait and see. Then um, that's up in the air right now. We'll see what happens. Scotia, thanks very much, mate. And hopefully, you're not too busy at work on Friday, mate.
0: Yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed that. You know, Friday's my sort of first day back after nine or ten days. So, um, there's an excuse, oh, lads. There is an
2: excuse. There is, but cheers, Scott, mate. Yeah. Jamie thanks very much my man
1: you're welcome thank you enjoyed that and um yeah very much looking forward to seeing our team back Saturday as well
2: I'm looking forward to seeing you next time mate with a low shave as well can't wait to see no, that I'm keep, keep that beard Jamie keep the beard <laughs> and Ryan again thank mate um, Ryan for your second time being on Um you've slotted, it, slotted right in mate you're like balligan it right back as you said mate uh, thank you very much for coming on again mate
4: Thanks very much for having me guys, really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's the easiest job in the world to do, sit and talk about the Rangers, I think. So I absolutely loved it and um, enjoyed the rest of the week, everyone.
2: Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, it's a, it's a real pleasure to be able to sit and do this and for people to interact with us. It really is great. So, as always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our videos, um, give us a wee five-star rating, Apple Podcast if you listen to us, share and like anywhere that you can. As you say, we'll be back on Friday with a preview to the St Johnston game. And yes, until we speak to you again, thank you to absolutely everybody for for getting involved. We'll definitely do another one of these again. As I say, we do really enjoy doing it. So, we'll speak to you on Friday. And We are Club at 22, the Champions podcast. Cheers, everybody.